clinic and have them performed. It's just simply because I have a lot of questions, a lot of frequently asked questions about, you know, can we go through this again? Can you just re-explain this to me? And I think it's really, really, in a sense, convenient just to have something um, in terms of an audio version available that you can just re-go through and explain it, that it has something useful to explain um, in case um, you need to reference back to it for any reason or point. Um, so what do I think about blood tests? I think if you are anyone that's starting your healing journey or new to your healing journey or new to my clinic, it's something I will strongly advise is doing these blood tests because these results are simply a one-off that you need to do in your life, um, but act as a powerful and I would even go profound uh, health information tool. Uh, and the reason why I say this is because in order to achieve long-term results or long-term healing rather than short-term, um, you know, temporary results, we got to work from inside out. And working inside out, we can find the root causes of things. And the best way to observe that or to find that or source that is figuring out what are you putting in your body? And Typically, it's one of two things or <laughs> two of two things, but maybe people do other things too. But, you know, just referring to strictly diet, whether that's fluid intake or, you know, consumption of food. And if we can figure out what you're putting in, and I always use the analogy that our body is like a car. If we figure out what fuel you're putting into your body that will be triggering you, that is going to express itself um, external, externally, or we use the word topically, on the body, then we can work from inside out to do long-term healing rather than what most people make the error at the beginning of their journey is working outside in. And then they get results temporary that are temporary, go away, and then they come back. So the philosophy and what I like to work with is becoming empowered, knowing what's happening with your body and your health, and helping you to achieve long-term and long-lasting results. So there is a bundled test, um, blood test that I offer that we do in clinic. You can do it at home, but I think the success rate of having it done in the clinic is much higher because one, people not hydrate, people not hydrated enough, so they're not successful with taking bloods. Two, fearful of needles um, or the lancet, fearful or faint, uh, they get faint or dizzy at the sight of blood, etc., etc. Whereas in this case, you just come in, someone does it for you, it's straightforward, it's easy, boom, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then the results come. The results are really, really good when we send them to the laboratory. They come typically within a week. And then we do, again, discuss the results. And this is one of the forms that are just repeating the results on here to try and help. Right, so one of the three tests is, one is the food and environmental allergy tests. Right, so we're testing 23 food uh, allergens and 19 environmental allergens. So it's really, really lovely in a sense that it's ranked in a color categorized um, level. Whereas an allergy you can have, if you're on the severe scale, which is what you will hear as an anaphylaxis reaction or anaphylactic reaction, 
um, which just basically means that if you don't have something like an EpiPen on hand or could be rushed to the hospital immediately, you're likely um, to die, which is obviously something very serious and severe. So I think, again, just having said that, is something really important to know um, because it can happen at any time, right? You can develop something and then not know, eat it, be exposed to it, and then doof, um, you know, life can be really, really fragile. And it's always that expression I see people like, it won't happen to me, it won't happen to me, till it does happen to you, and it's something, you know, you can't really go back on. But allergy is not just when you hear that word, something you go, oh, I have an allergy to it, equals death. It's not that case. There is a sort of a ranking hierarchy scale of you can have a low reaction, medium reaction or high reaction to it. So you can be categorized into different groups. So in the, with the laboratory I work with, we use a ranking of no reaction, low reaction, medium reaction, high reaction. So zero uh, would be for no reaction. One to two is for low reaction. Three to four is medium reaction five to six is high reaction. So we'll go from green, yellow, orange, red, right? And the convenience of this uh, laboratory is that they will highlight all your all of your reactions and then even then categorize it into a priority type scale where you'll go from highest priority to lowest priority. Uh, and then of course you hope for no allergies, but that's not always the case. I would say in my entire career, I've only seen one person, literally, <laughs> um, who's not shown uh, any reaction in terms of allergies. So that, what I'm implying is that it's very unlikely that you will not have some form of reaction or something. So really, really powerful to get that information out there and know what that's about, right? So the typical things or um, in terms of the blood test, in terms of food that are tested, we're talking about wheat, shellfish, which can be crab, shrimp, talking soy, potato, peanut, carrot, cod, egg white, hazelnut, almond, salmon, tomato, orange, pork, beef, chicken, lamb, strawberries, rice, milk, apple, peach. Environmental, again, there's 19 environmental allergens. So, you know, this might be quite common, especially in the summer, um, you know, in, in terms of talking about um, hay fever reactions. Um, and this is also another additional service that I offer is hay fever injections to help suppress the immune system temporarily, which we uh, aim for about, it lasts typically about three months that can help suppress um your immune system that will therefore suppress uh, high reactions that people have towards, which is typically pollen, but it could be dust mites as well, could be, um, for example, animals. So just bearing in mind all of the different types of symptoms that you may have. Um, in this case would be maybe watery eyes, sneezing, coughing, um, swelling, uh, maybe difficulty to breathe, etc. So if you think, oh, I have that, that's what you probably have is an allergic reaction to a certain thing, whether it might be pollen, um, again, animals, maybe dust. Um, these are the common typical ones. Right. So in terms of the environmental exposures here in the allergy test, we have Timothy, Timothy grass, rye, bahia grass, dust mites, Bermuda grass, 
dog dander, mugwort, cat dander, hazelnut pollen, horse dander, cypress, birch, English plantain, cladosporium, herbarium, <laughs> olive, ash, which is European, cockroaches, yes, cockroaches, and people are like, I don't need cockroaches, but yeah, cockroaches can come in the form of like maybe when they're being produced, um, mass, things are being mass produced in factories, you know, there might be some cockroaches, maybe even like takeaways or foods, you know, they creepy crawl somewhere, and then maybe like a little you know, piece of their leg or their hand, or maybe something hatches and you eat really these micro um, amounts of them. But yeah, can can happen. Um, and then the last one would be common ragweed. So you might not know a lot of these different names, but typically if you don't, and then you do test for them um, in terms of a reaction, you can Google it and find out more about where they're based and see if you're living in the area or something around it. Um, or surrounding area and then obviously taking precautionary measures in order to try and reduce your reactivities so that might be having a hay fever injection that might be um for example considering if you have animals maybe that it might not be the best option to have animals um or maybe just getting more proactive in terms of not having animals in the house then you can clean off the hair or Make sure you wash things more regularly, wash your hands more regularly, etc. Um, if you have a reaction to dust mites, you know, maybe you just don't be the cleaner in the house, but that's obviously negotiable. Um, so yeah, that's the one test. The next test is called a premium food intolerance test. So this test is uh, testing over two, more well, is testing 208 food groups uh, according to a typical western diet and you'll be surprised there's some quite interesting different food groups in there as well because I've seen over the years that people have tested for things where I'm like oh that's quite interesting oh that's quite interesting and coming off the top of my head something like saffron is what I'm thinking um, and this is quite a straightforward process so it's testing uh, reactivity levels uh, from 1 to 100 so you will see it's based on what I explained, like a traffic light system, you have green, you have orange, you'll have red. Red and orange, you need to avoid. If we go back to the allergy test, you need to avoid everything that flags um, from a low reaction to high reaction because it's allergy. So it's quite more serious. Then with intolerance, you'll be able to in their responses, it says just avoid the red. Um, but I say avoid the red and the orange just from uh, experience and obviously working with multiple patients. It's just good to eliminate them all. The idea with allergy is you need to eliminate it completely, whereas with intolerance you are or can, you know, eliminate it for a certain period of time, but then look at slowly reintroducing it. Typically, if I'm quite frank and honest, I haven't really seen people success, being successful in eliminating it and slowly reintroducing it because then they come back feeling bloated, feeling uncomfortable and experiencing the symptoms that they once had, uh, which brought them to me. So it's something I would say, you know, have it really, really once in a while if you're doing sort of an, like a big treat, special occasion, but not something I would advise reintroducing. 
um, as mentioned, it's working on a point system. So from zero to 100. Um, if you have 12 points and up, you will test within the orange. What I advise is uh, you'll see that you will have a normal category from 0 to 11 where things are not flagging. But sort of the logic that I've seen is that people, um, why they test for intolerances is just a overeaten, recurring food item every day, every all the time, multiple times in a week. And the body's just saying, whoa, this is too much right now. We need to reduce it. But the thing is, when people start going through this elimination process, they will then eat the foods that they are checking for as normal or okay more. And then they can now flag um, those food groups into uh, you should avoid level, you know, in terms of medium reaction, high reaction. So I say if you have any uh, food items that are flagging between 11 points and 10 points in the normal category, I would even say to avoid those for the time being as well. Um, just so you can give your body a bit of a break. Tips and tricks. Try learn to have a varied diet. I remember reading um, something when I was about like 10, 11 years old about um, from a dietitian explaining that in order to make your body work really well and function really well and to stimulate your metabolism to keep breaking down food uh, properly as you progress throughout your life is to have alternate foods each day so day one three five seven could be the same and two four and six different um, and the reason that they explained and I don't know the science behind it now so many years later but I do feel when I've um, taken that habit into my lifestyle I do feel the differences but basically if you're and the common one is eating oats every morning your metabolism is expecting it and as a result, the metabolism isn't being challenged to break down and digest it. But if, for example, on day two, then you go have bacon and eggs, then the body's like, "Ooh, I didn't expect this. Um, I don't know what this is. Now I have to actively engage to break it down. So if you train your body every alternate day to eat something else, then this can stimulate the body to keep working hard and breaking down the foods. And which would beautifully tie into the intolerances is that if you have a very diet and you are very, uh, I would say, proactive in eating something, maybe even day one, two, three, four, five, differently, planning actively that you can, because you can order groceries online, pre-plan your foods, and that would tie into helping with weight loss management or body composition management, because then you can plan your calories, you can plan your ratio of carbs and proteins and sugars, etc., vegetables just again depending on the person but then that would help reduce the repetition of a certain food group and therefore reduce the risk of you having um, the likelihood of developing the intolerance to it right so this would then tie in the difference between allergy allergy uh, according to western medicine state that that is something you're born with and that is for life Whereas an intolerance is something you develop uh, through, um, like I say, overeating or overdoing it with a certain food group. So that's how the blood tests are explained. And then you'll have your third one, which I won't go through into too much detail, but that's because that's pretty much straightforward when you get the results. But that's just showing 
which we call the essential health check, just the common vitamins that you need in your body that if you result in a deficiency that can show, um, you know, for example, things that might not be working well, maybe absorption in the body, maybe not uh, helping with great blood generation and therefore circulation in the body. It will also show things for cholesterol and different markers in the liver, which could uh, basically lend toward maybe liver disease, maybe some cardiac disease or stroke or something not so pretty in essence, right? So these three tests, I would say, are really, really powerful to get. And they do come in a bundle because when you buy one test alone, it is costly. But when you add on another one and another one, the process becomes much cheaper. So I just highly recommend to do those three together. And then you get the results and then you just see it as a foundation of where you have to start from and work from and then we can work together. So hopefully that explains in summary some of the tests and then uh, the reasons behind it and just a couple of tips and tricks on what to do uh, when you have your results and then how to take it from there. Right, so that's all I'm going to speak about today. So wherever you are in the world, I'm wishing you a great day, great afternoon or great evening and... Look forward to launching the next episode and letting you know more about what I think and hopefully I can help you. 